Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 1, Episode 2, titled A Leaf in the Wind. Uh, this is a solid episode. Uh, this is another really, really fun early episode. I, I will say, granted, it might as well be called Pilot Part 2, because it is still, we are still very much in setup mode. Uh, it's still taking time to establish main characters, to establish core dynamics, and all that. And it does have the tiniest amount of pilotitis, much like Welcome to Republic City had. Uh, but it's still very good character establishment. It's, very, it's still very good dynamic establishment. Like, it's a fun episode. It is a really well done really entertaining episode with some phenomenal character moments. Now, before we go any further, I have to talk about how they do previously ons in this show. And I'll do it all in this voice, mostly because it annoys my mother to no end. <laughs> and I know she listens to this. So, at the beginning of every episode, instead of just doing a normal previously on... They have an old-timey radio voice. Talk about the events of the previous episode. In the form of some random 1920s news broadcast or whatever. It's actually a very creative way to do recaps. And, and I really, really like it. It's very good. It is a very, very well done gimmick for previously ons. It's so great. It's just the greatest anything. I love it. Uh, I also got to talk for a minute about the characters of Mako and Bolin. Because they, they were introduced in this episode. And they're basically the Katara and Sokka of this show. Like, they're brothers... They're there, they help Korra out on her adventures. And they have their own personalities. Mako being ultra-serious, Bolian being goofy, sound familiar. But honestly, as much as they're trying to be the Katara and Sokka of this show, they are their own characters. Like, I could go on and on and on about, oh, that's basically the, the hole they're filling, but... They really do feel like they are their own characters. Uh, they have their own motivations. They have their own arcs. They're not just carbon copying Katara and Sako. Uh, uh, Sako? Sokka. Mako especially is very different. 
from Katara, even though they are trying to make him the Katara of this show. Uh, it's really, really phenomenal character work. Uh, and this episode introduced them very, very well. Uh, we definitely get more hard-hitting character arcs later on. For now, they're just introducing them. But, good introduction to those characters. Could have done with more character motivation right out of the gate, but we do get that in the next few episodes, for sure. I also love the whole idea of pro-bending matches. Pro-bending is a really cool element of this Legend of Korra era of the world. I love watching pro-bending. Every single time a pro-bending match comes up in this show, it is so fun to watch, uh, and it's a very intricately crafted sport in this world. You can tell uh, the writers really thought out every single little aspect of it. Like, it's simple, it's easy to grasp, and yet it has so many little moving parts to it. Honestly, they could have done an entire spin-off series that's just a series of pro-bending matches, and everyone would have loved it. In fact, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a pro-bending board game out there, which is awesome, which is really, really cool, and I should probably buy that at some point. Like... Pro-bending is awesome, and I love watching it. It's so freaking cool! But let's get into the actual substance of this episode. So, a lot of this episode obviously centers around Korra's airbending training. And the whole airbending training thing really creates for this masterful shared arc between Korra and Tenzin. Because one is very headstrong, one is very calm and cool and collected. So they have these clashing personalities which drive one another insane throughout the entire episode as Korra struggles with the fact that airbending is so... is so completely opposite to her personality. Like, Korra, personality-wise, could not be less of an airbender. She just isn't that. She just isn't an airbender type. She does not have that inner calm that allows for airbending. She does not have that serenity that allows for airbending. She does not have that peacefulness that allows for airbending. Much like where earthbending clashed with Aang's easygoing personality, Korra clashes with the airbending personality. Korra is not an airbender in her personality, so of course she struggles with it. They even mention the Aang comparison in this episode in a really, really phenomenal reference to the original series. And I love seeing Korra's airbending training throughout this episode, especially uh, especially the gates, the moving through the gates as she tries and fails to do air 
motions and she just can never go through those gates without touching them. Like, she just doesn't have the motions down for it. Like, she can't really move as an airbender should. And it's really, really entertaining <laughs> to watch these gates just smack her in the face over and over and over and over and over again because she keeps trying to take this headstrong hot-headed approach she keeps trying to force it where airbending is all about serenity and calm and natural flow but she cannot quiet that part of her and it's a really really amazing conflict within herself and of course every time something goes wrong she blows up a tenzin which annoys him (laughs) Which makes him crack down harder on Korra, which annoys her, which makes her get angry at Tenzin, which annoys him, and on, and on, and on, and on, and on. Like, they are so opposite from one another that they can't really meet one another in the middle, and their whole arc for this episode is trying to meet one another in in the middle. Trying to gain that understanding of one another, gain that respect for one another, that can allow Tenzin to teach Korra airbending. I also love (laughs) the attempt at meditation when Korra just cannot quiet her mind, cannot sit still. And Korra's like, I don't think I'm meditating right. There's nothing to do. You have to be totally relaxed and calm. Look at Milo. He is meditating so well. Milo's just asleep. Oh, well, uh, at least he's got the relaxing part down. (laughs) And then Korra just leaves. (laughs) It's great. It's really, really fantastic. Uh, But of course, the entire time, Korra is fascinated with pro-bending, as are we all, and Tenzin's like, no! No, pro-bending sucks. It's the worst. It makes a mockery of bending. I I don't want you anywhere near there. You have to stay on Air Temple Island. You have to be cut off from everything else in order to learn airbending. Uh, you have that really great scene with the radio where Korra tries to listen to a pro-bending match on the radio and then Tenzin unplugs it at the best part. And it's like, you can't listen to pro-bending matches ever. No pro-bending. And then Korra, of course, the rebellious teenager that she is, just immediately goes to the pro-bending arena, which is conveniently right across the lake from Air Temple Island. I also kind of love the one scene where Tenzin's complaining about Korra and then turns... To his two young daughters. And says. You must promise me your teenage years will not be like this. And then. Both of them. Both Jinora and Iki are just looking at him. Like all. Side eyed. Like just. With this look of. Disdain on their faces. Jinora lowers the book. From her face. And is like. I will make no such promises. (laughs) It's great. 
Oh, it's so awesome. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Such a great moment. Uh, but Cora's initial... Initial trip to the Pro Bending Arena is really, really fantastic. How she meets Bolin. How she meets Mako. How she's watching this match uh, with them and this other guy against this other team. It's really, really ma- amazing to see those characters get introduced to one another, to see Korra watch a pro-bending match up close for the first time, and then getting trained by Bolin to be a pro-bender while Mako just makes snide remarks because he hates everything about this. <laughs> for a while, he doesn't know that she's the Avatar as well. And then Korra reveals that. And Mako just says, you're the Avatar, and I'm an idiot. Both are true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My god, the disdain between Korra and Mako in this first episode with them together is just so freaking good it makes for some amazingly funny moments that those like quippy comebacks between one another it's it's great it's really really fantastic and i love how bolin teaches cora to be a pro bender like no you gotta be light on your feet you gotta sort of move more naturally you can't be so rigid and stuff sound familiar And then, of course, eventually, uh, that waterbender dude doesn't show. So they need a waterbender. Korra steps in. She goes in for her first pro-bending match, and it's awesome. It's such a great sequence uh, where Korra's, like, slow, like, just fumbling again and again and again. She doesn't know the rules. She doesn't know how to play. And is just being this embarrassment. It's looking like they're getting their asses handed to them. And then, of course, Tenzin shows up. Having heard on the radio that the Avatar is fighting in a pro-bending match. And Tenzin's like, no, no. You're coming back with me. And Korra just blows up at him. And is like, no, I'm doing this pro-bending match. I don't need airbending. Screw you. You're not my real dad. (laughs) And then Tenzin just is walking away and then decides to watch Korra in this last round. And then in this last round, as she's about to go in the drink, she starts moving and dodging through all these attacks like an airbender. She has mastered the motions of an airbender just on instinct in the middle of this pro-bending attack. And Tenzin's watching like, oh, okay. Like Tenzin tried to keep Korra from pro-bending for the benefit of her airbending training. But pro-bending ended up being the exact right thing to teach her those motions. 
putting it in the context of a pro-bending fight, putting the exact motions, the exact idea of pro-bend, of, of airbending into pro-bending. Like, it clicked. It just clicked for her in that moment. And it's a really, really amazing realization of, oh yeah, pro-bending is exactly what she needed to learn these motions. To be that fluid, serene bender that requires air. That air requires, rather. And then they beat they beat him back and win the match. And it's so great. The Fire Ferrets are in the championship tournament. So good. <laughs> it's such a good mass match. And of course, uh, you get our ending where Tenzin and Korra apologize to one another. And Tenzin's like, yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, pro-bending was exactly what you needed. And turns out you moved like a true airbender because pro-bending. And then Korra just walks away being like, yeah, I'll, I'll be back in the morning for airbending training. Also, I permanently joined the Fire Ferrets and we'll be fighting in the championship tournament in a couple weeks. Bye. <laughs> and Tenzin just is like, Argh. like Tenzin just has this look of annoyance on his face. Like, damn it. Has she learned nothing? Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, again. Minor pilotitis still. Like, we're still very much an establishment. I wouldn't call this great yet. But solid episode all around. Like, fun, satisfying episode all around. But, man, starting with episode three, we get the real story. We start off on the real narrative of this show. The real narrative juice of this show. So get ready for that. Uh, If you like this... Favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing The Legend of Korra Season 1, Episode 3. Talk to you then.